Is Taki allowed in? No. He's not allowed in. Why does he want to come into this room all the time? Because he, he's love-starved. Oh, no, you're not. Tonky. <sighs> this is Joey and Todd talking. Out of your popular podcast number 155. Number 155. That's a good number. We've made 155 of these. And... Why why do we make so many? We don't make enough, in my opinion. No, we don't. We should be doing like three a week. We should. Because uh, yeah. it feels good. It feels so good. That's the first reason. See, because right now we're just beginning, and I haven't been podcasting a lot, and you haven't been podcasting a lot, but then we'll get into a groove. And then after the podcast is over, we'll feel very energized and be full with lots of ideas. That's, that's one of the reasons why we do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's important to vent... Yeah, it is. Oh, and it's been like that at work lately. You can tell people have just been wanting to talk, but there hasn't been any, like, meetings or anything. So this is... I'm kind of in this state all around. Just wanting to talk. I just want to talk. I just want to talk, man. I just want to talk to you, man. Yeah. What about some real shit, too. About some real shit, yeah. I want to talk about some some real... Some blading shit. Not It doesn't have to be blading shit. Oh, some yeah. some spiritual shit, some metaphysical shit. Oh yeah. I just want to get, I want to get somewhere. You want to get somewhere. I feel like I need to figure some shit out. So that's. I'm ready to figure some shit out. Yeah, let's figure it out. But I need to bring up one thing that I I, the first thing I wanted to talk about, and I didn't tell you upstairs. Did you watch that Nitro Circus? Yes. And all other crazy contraptions. Yeah. Like showed happy with the shopping cart. I hate to break it to everybody <laughs> that's what they're all silly contraptions yeah but very yeah everything's a silly contraption but yeah. if anyone ever thinks that we're that, that roller blades inline skates are going to break out of the silly contraption for like that audience that's never gonna be how rollerblading it uh, that's never gonna be how people see rollerblading if it ever was to come back or anything it has nothing to do with that audience right it's always gonna be a crazy contraption it is a crazy contraption the more we embrace the crazy contraptionness of it and be a lot of people would disagree but I just I, I just get so tired of uh, of the like do big shit Proving, I will. People didn't understand when I said like, skiing does a better job of rollerblading than rollerblading does. Yeah, I probably brought that up before, but that statement says it everything. You know. Well, for one, for what we are trying to promote rollerblading as, as this thing where you can go really big, and we can we can do the biggest tricks, skiing. Like that mutiny video, just like put pretty much like drip drop and leading the blind yeah. and words and, and it's still on and put it all to shame. Yeah, it's like, guess what? Something can go way bigger. We don't have that to tote around. We can't say like we go the biggest, yeah, because we don't. And it's still mutiny, still Nietzsche's fuck, isn't it? 
like isn't that still a niche video in some ways oh totally how many people do street skiing and then how many people want to do street skiing I think there's some really good things I've heard where well where people have embraced that it's a a niche within a niche within a niche like rollerblading yeah like the grind box having fun on the grind box is like where that Antony one time was like a microcosm within a microcosm within well, it's a like, microcosm yeah it's and it uh, is really funny that so name those microcosms it's like action sports is one microcosm of how many people want to do yeah an action sport yeah and then rollerblading is the least popular of those and then within rollerblading I don't think it even exists within that though that's within, the thing well it, it does it's, it's a it's a sport where like you do tricks and shit how would you dis- define an action sport I think it's just Todd it's skate snow <laughs> BMX well, FMX no okay but how would if, okay if that person culture lifestyle fashion it's all and it all came <laughs> graffiti okay well in 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 an intelligent way of defining what an action sport is. Rollblading is an action sport. Human movement activity. Human movement activity. Which is a more uh, intelligent way of describing. Because then that it, is, yeah. it takes the action sport is immediately attached to like a backflip or something right away. Or danger. Whereas yeah. human movement activities... But most people have no idea what an action sport is. That word is something that unfortunately I, I find myself using it all the time still. And people don't know what it is. I've tried to use it before, and people just think you're talking about a sport. They don't under they don't. It doesn't. It has a meaning to a very. It's it's an esoteric. What word. do people use then? Extreme sports. People more people would understand what an extreme sport is. Wild and crazy <laughs> activities. Yeah, like idiotic stunts that stupid people do hey let me tell you you're gonna break your fucking neck there are ski movies that come out like every Tuesday there's new trailers and CD releases it's still Tuesday but it's digital now on the iTunes store I watch the same fucking ski trailer <laughs> every week sometimes multiple times like new releases like helicopter HD it'll be shots a helicopter mountains time lapse and it's the best of a everyone is the best video ever yeah <laughs> they're all going so far away from what would actually be okay that leads perfectly into why are people making those videos that's a really good question I swear it's I swear it's a circle jerk. Well, it's a circle jerk. Filmmakers like like, jacking off to themselves. Yeah, and it's also like they're all so bombastic and uh, bombastic. What does that mean? Like over the top. Right. The source did right. I'm pretty sure in my mind it's over the top. And uh, um, what's that? When they did this, the explosions with the skateboards. What's that? The girl video. Yeah. What's what was the term though? Sensational. Sensational. sensational and bombastic it'll be like the same fucking thing like uh, you know the glittery shot of the snow and then a helicopter going over a mountain and then like people doing like that on the lifting top of the mountain lifting their boards or skis or whatever and then like cutaways to each of the people's faces looking into the camera over a quaint 
120 frames per second of someone making a crazy face or getting throw snow thrown at their face, and then some cutaways of some big mountain, and then it'll be like a like a symphonic or spiritually sounding song that all of a sudden changes into like a boom, like an electronic song. I've seen it like a bunch of times, and it's the same thing. Mutiny was good. Um, did you watch the McConkie? No, don't yet. Oh, it's really good. But, anyways, so what are they doing? What why, are, what's their intention? I swear they're, they're just trying to impress each other, and you find that in like video production too. I have this conversation at work all the time. I'm like, right now, there's like a race to make the best looking videos with the best shots and like super emotional, dramatic music, and it's like these, like you, you always say like making things look better than they actually are. That's like so much video stuff is doing that in like the whole Vimeo culture. You can easily click on something where it's like all the shots are going to be beautiful. It's going to be perfectly edited to the music. But it's okay, so look amazing. What is, so that is that is that like people who work for a boss that's like demanding that, I, or is the person actually like stoked on making that, this or are is they where, just trying to sell a product? This is where or there's like a get a job. Is it like is it like a resume? Like hey, look what I can do. I swear it's a weird gray area for ski movies. I I swear it's like. The filmmaker has the other filmmaker's cock, and they're just like, yeah, they're having a jack-off party, because it's filmed with an, and like, as the viewer, maybe it's just because I'm involved in making stuff, but I swear. So, like, is it like, is it like a person trying to get the respect from the people that he respects? I swear. So he's trying to impress the people who he was impressed by, so basically he's trying to copy them. But he doesn't see it as copying them. He sees it as making it the shit really tight. Are we talking about the ski movie? Guy? We're just talking about the, the just video like an producer. extreme sports video in general. Yeah, I have no idea at this point. But I swear it's what we talk about with like there'll be like aggressive skating edits to impress aggressive skaters, and I hate using that term all the time. But like it'll be made so a certain amount of people can be like she was tight. Oh, this trick was good. Oh, right. good edit. Good spot selection or whatever. And there's a culture of like, there's a comment culture and it's just a comment be, culture or whatever. It'll be the same amount of views, probably the same amount of people every time. And I feel like that's what some of these ski movies or these video community things. And it's like that, uh, that, uh, that Otecra washing machine video that went viral. Did you watch that? No. That I try and point out that the future of like making videos it's like this global thing where I don't think people care about the way it looks or if it's perfectly edited it's like ideas like interesting ideas how do how does the person see things instead of like well how do I see it through this really fucking nice camera all slow motion to a nice song it's like that human side with ideas that's why I think like the best stuff is shared and things that go viral it's something about ideas and being human and then the ski movies and the super nice film stuff there's going to be so many people who are going to be able to make amazingly filmed stuff in the next like five or ten years do you know how many kids coming out of like high school and film school 
are going to be able to get a super nice camera, frame some shit up nice. You can film like just everything in slow motion, cut it to the right dramatic song. You don't even have to show like human beings talking or anything. You just show people's faces, show some humans doing some nice shit and some nice scenery and people will be like, wow, but you know how many of those videos are going to exist? And already, I already do, but, yeah, but yeah. there's still a race to like, you can't top that. Like you can't make, how can you beat, like, what? Unless they can get skiers like in space or some shit. It's like going, flying a helicopter over a fucking mountain with a 8K 3D camera and the skier is trying to run from an avalanche and it's going, wow. And then you cut away to his face, like slightly leaning in, and he's got like the snow on his beard or whatever. Where do you go from there? Where do you go? Yeah, how do you. What do you add to the soup? What do you add? Are you just throwing in the same ingredients? That's what a lot of people end up doing, whether their intention to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. I think. A lot of people don't even have an intention or a clear intention when they, I don't, and well, maybe I do. Are you talking about when you make stuff? It's very convoluted. Like, I mean, like my drive to make rollerblading videos. Yeah. Why? And that drive does exist. And I couldn't tell you exactly what I'm trying to do with it. Like, I just feel like there's something there that's, that's novel. Have you honestly tried to ask yourself before? Yes. What? Well, you mean why I like to do it? Yeah. Or just where? Yeah. Why? Have you got well, any well, different answers? There's why I, why I like to do it, and what I'm trying to do with it. Yeah. Okay. That's the most important one. What I'm. What trying are to you do trying to talk with it? Talk. What are you trying to do? I'm not exactly sure. Um, but uh yeah right no I'm not I'm not exactly sure about what I'm trying to do but okay okay uh, uh, I've got I've got well I've got a vague answer I'm just trying to make something new something like unique something that's like I'm trying to use the vehicle yeah to, okay. to, to create something new I couldn't tell you exactly what that is but yeah. that's the whole that's, that's the whole that's the whole awesome thing about it is that like if, if I couldn't have imagined big wheels and then gone and like said, okay, let's film all these shots. It was like, it was like it's by saying, okay, we're going to make a whole video in big wheels. And we talked about how we want it to be and stuff. And like, yeah. it kind of created itself. And I have, I just know that there's like infinite ways for us to do that. Yeah. Not knowing exactly what we're making, but, but I think going through a weird process I think you're hooked on the process yeah. and I've, I've learned to appreciate that more. I tried to say that to my, I say dumb quotes every once in a while to my boss or my coworker and they get, I get like blank stares. I don't know if it's cause they never know if I'm joking or being serious. And I said <laughs> that I was like, some people kind of define art as you have something that you want to do that you see in your head and then you make something and then whatever the in-between thing is is most probably the art if that makes any sense yeah like it's just the idea of having an idea and making it happen because there's so many people I can't stand I'm guilty of like talking about lots of things I want to do but at least I like I still try and create lots of stuff in my spare time yeah I have stuff to show for that I have completed 
projects. But do you have, there's people who just they keep they uh, talk about like five different projects that they have going, and I don't know if they've completed what anything. they need to do. What they need to do, and if you're one of those people, you need to stop talking about your goals. You need to because when you talk about your goals, don't talk you, about what you're gonna do. Show do me what you've done or what. But the thing is, the thing is, they're getting off a little bit when they tell you about something they want to do. Yeah. And that getting off is like a, a reward enough that it's like, oh, I don't need to actually do it. They don't actually say that to themselves, yeah. but subconsciously they get that, oh, yeah, they feel good about themselves and then they have less drive to actually do it. What they need to do is not talk about, not talk about anything that they want to do or yeah. even that they're doing. Yeah. You complete the goal and then you don't say, I'm working on this or I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about this. You just do it. Yeah. And then that is your reward. And you actually put it out into the universe. I'm guilty of both. It's, it's, I, I, but, you, but you get shit done. So it doesn't yeah. apply to you. But you I like know, to you, talk about the shit a little bit while I'm working well, yeah. on the shit. It's good to talk about the shit. Because <laughs> but, how else, it, it, especially with the people who are, you're making the shit with, or to get like feedback and you gotta do research. It's also really important to run by, like if you, you know, like if you're a person who has like a lot of ideas or something. <laughs> Yo, you gotta be my buddy Joey, man. This guy's got a lot of good ideas, man. <laughs> like I, uh, I got a lot of ideas and uh, got some. St- I got a lot of stuff I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I brought, I brought, I brought a lot in here. <laughs> yeah, I got. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not. But what I'm going to show you and what I'm going to talk about is not just fleshed out. <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to run. I got cracked the window. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually got <laughs> Generally, I hate when you think about this. Um, it's important to run I, some of ideas and not keep them all in. You can yeah. run things past people, and they can tell you really quickly if it's a bad idea or a good idea. That's good too. Yeah, you can learn but so you, much by just saying it out loud to yeah. someone. Yeah. Even if if and it goes for any problem. If you're having some kind of problem, technically yeah. or or with your life, like just collaboration it. is very important. Yeah. Collaboration in the process. Very important. It's funny because I've had things at work that I couldn't figure out. And then as soon as I went and I asked someone, yeah, they didn't even need to answer me. By me just like thinking about how I was oh, going to yeah, ask the happen. question yeah. and put it into words, yeah. I ended up answering my own question yeah. just by verbalizing it. Or there's been some really obvious, like something that you're really worried about running past someone. And then when they give you the answer, their or their outlook on it, it's really fucking obvious that that's yeah. That you either shouldn't have spent that much time thinking about if it was a from an editing perspective at least. Like yeah, do you, you get so you, like you get so tunnel brain yeah. or tunnel yeah. tunnel vision, and and you make up all these weird rules in your head, and that's where rollerblading is at. That's where extreme sports are at. Is oh yeah, we're bringing it back. Just our scope is getting so fucking narrow that it's like okay, but we ha- everyone has to step back. I like and say, what are we fucking doing? What are we trying to accomplish yeah. with rollerblading? Like we have all these people in the world that are passionate about it. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, technically, what, like here, I'm gonna drop what's a bomb. The point. Yeah. I'm gonna drop a bomb. I we know. need leadership. We need focus. <laughs> I know that uh, that this might be a controversial 
opinion. But in that in that Shane in the McConkey movie or whatever that Jacob and I were talking about on the podcast, yeah, it's such a cool part where this guy. I'm repeating something, but it's gonna get to a point. This guy, like, he loved skiing or whatever. Was really good at mocking that it was just him sliding down planks on a hill. That's where that character came from. If you watch the documentary, yeah, Saucer Boy. But once he discovered like base jumping, it was like way closer to what he wanted to do on his skis. If that makes any sense, that and that part that Jacob brings up is like everybody was looking at the mountain to like cliffs to jump off of and shoots to go down and they started looking at they were they were like we don't even have to look at ski hills anymore like we can just look for big fucking cliffs everywhere and that I keep thinking about that that I'm really into rollerblading really into making videos and super frustrated with culture but still I feel like I'm like shedding off layers of it and in five years or ten years or whatever how weird this may sound like I may not even be into rollerblading at all I still might be into something that emerged through skating yeah but who knows what that I don't know it could be something completely different I don't know that yeah the point is it's like we could not even be meant to be rollerbladers or whatever at this age, but this is the best thing currently that I'm still hooked on and following and making stuff for, but it could be leading to somewhere else. We just haven't found the thing yet, you know? Maybe, yeah. And I'm not saying that's true or anything, I'm just saying I think about that quite often. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think the way that we see skating is gonna change, hopefully it's gonna, I want it to change, that's the thing. That, do people want the way that they're looking at rollerblading to change? And here's the like, other thing. I want it to be completely different. Or I want to f- discover, like, this new thing that I can do with it. I, I just feel like there's something, there's this use or this, like... I mean, it, I'm, I'm satisfied with the vehicle, where I'm driving the vehicle. Yeah. But I think that it can go so much further. Like, this is the weirdest one for me, and it relates to that, like, when he started base jumping and looking at other spots, it's like... You came from sports. I came from sports. I was like a drama nerd, kind of. I've been called that. That was like the turn or whatever. Like I was really into drama in high school and making like funny videos and stuff and goof like Monty Python, Euphoria, Emporium, Mr. Show. I've always been a fan of like, like comedy or what would you even sketch comedy or like weird shit, sense of humor. But coming from sports but into video making and you were kind of like you love doing the videos too so that had always been like a part of the videos that we made growing up and that's still kind of in there in some weird way this weird like performance aspect that I've talked about before but then like it's totally performance we were really into athletics and team sports we're team players you can make it happen as a team and it's like there's all these weird elements that it still hasn't completely gelled into something maybe this is it yeah but um yeah there's something there and I and I think the end goal is to right now is to maybe not have anything to do with what skating used to be for us and for it to constantly be 
something new. But that's where yeah. it gets cloudy, and that's maybe where it gets interesting too. That was another rant, but I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, I, there, there's a, there's a great marriage of the drama and athletics in that, what we do. It's so fun. There's not too. many things that meld those things. No. So perfectly. That Gumiyagi stuff is, I really connect with that because yeah. that's the closest I've ever seen to. There's something there, because yeah. he's being like a little shit, like a. He's putting it's on a show. Art. Yeah, it's perf- it, it is a performance. He's so amazing at skateboarding. Yeah. Still, and combining the two, it's funny that there isn't. Did I say this before? But it's funny that there isn't a whole name for that. What he does, and right. what William Spencer does, and what Richie Jackson does. It's so funny that they have to exist, in the show, the pony show or whatever, and the industry yeah. of skateboarding when in fact, oh, I'm totally going to sidetrack again, but they are, they are ahead by 10 or 20 years or whatever. Cause I think, and it sounds retarded, sorry for using that word, but like the individual is the future. How I say like the individual or the, the future of ski films is in bombastic shots of the mountain. It's like you're, you're following individuals that you really enjoy their style they have a really specific style and it doesn't matter if it's this kind of skiing or that kind of skiing or this kind of skateboarding it's going to be like not companies really anymore so much as just you're interested in what the people do right. and they're not really going to be attached to what you normally think of as a sport that's really hard do to you think, explain do you think that like, do you think the model of like because currently the, the old model in extreme sports is like if you're good, you you are on a team, and that brand sells products, that, and your skating represents so those products. So fucking boring. And then, and then, you're taught. But and, <laughs> but that's that's how people are like supported. To th- that's how their lives are supported to be able to be like a Mark Gonzalez or like yeah. a quote unquote professional. Or to make money in what they're doing. So, do you think that model will change? That's up to human beings. It is in some way. YouTube is kind of like, as much as I really dislike YouTube channels and the way that those content... You know where it's like, someone talking to their camera like this, and then it cuts. And then they have an opinion about this, and then it cuts. And then they have, and they have, there's those channels, and all the videos have wacky pictures of them with big titles... Yeah. You know, that's, that's showing the, the future's already happened in that department. It's really people who are, uh, have cool ideas and work really hard and you can completely bypass that, especially within skateboarding. It's just the old structures have to break down. I think that will happen for sure. It'll just take some time. Right. Cause like, listen Todd, okay, I got, I got like, I got an investor, I got $2 million. We're going to get some of the biggest guys in the game, uh, two page spread in one in VMAG and we're going to get everybody standing wearing the t-shirt with the logo and then we're going to work on a video for a couple of years it's going to be on the iTunes store we're going to get really nice cameras really good cinematographer and uh, everyone's going to work on their section for a while and just going to get all these guys together and represent you know just how we see skating you know yes <laughs> 
I don't I'm I'm not sure if that will ever go, go away. Well I think okay, here's the I question. Think it here's the I question. Hope it is does. there a different way to like because within skating or whatever, there's gotta be a way to share ideas or share like uh like brands. There's always gonna be brands within skating. I mean there's gonna be skate brand brands, there's gonna be t shirts that kids wanna buy. There's gonna there there's gonna be uh industry behind it. I still think that that is we're really far behind and that that just seems really old fashioned to me still. What to have a like the idea of brands is still I don't it, think you'll ever go away. Just, just in general. Everything. Like like sneaker design blogs and like I guess I guess maybe I'm talking about something that there will always be brands. It's just going to be micro brands or something like that. It's not going to be as big. I think there will always be brands. Maybe this is what I'm trying to say. There's just going to be so many little micro tribes and so many different things that people like. Because right. I love my Duncan Trussell family hour shirt. I love wearing it all the time. That's It's technically a brand, right? Yeah. But... He's a. I connect with it because he's a person that's really honest. Right. That there's something there that that's like a futuristic version of a brand. Right. Whereas I wouldn't wear a podcast network uh, shirt, if that makes sense. But it's yeah, like, it's the same thing like a kid wearing a Volo shirt because they're really into Roscoe skating. But like, and our dead wheels are dead. Already? Dead Are wheels. Dead Wheels dead? What's Dead Wheels? Yeah, uh, Chris Farmer and Alex Broskow started a company called Dead Wheels, and I think it's dead already. When was this? I don't know. Was it a joke, or they actually like produced wheels? That would have been smart if it was actually a joke. Apparently it's... they produce wheels and you could buy them. And but anyways, made... Dead Wheels are dead. Apparently, I don't know. Um... I think Dead Wheels are dead. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, Volo... A kid wearing a Volo shirt. I don't know. I could just because I'm older and brands don't yeah, mean it as is, much. Yeah, it it's the same idea. Like, so they're inspired by what that shirt represents. That's yeah. why they want to own it. Yeah. There is power in symbols still, too. All that shit. Yeah, like a, like a logo can... Like, someone could be stoked to wear a shirt with a logo on it because of the people yeah. behind it or the ideas that they promote or like I guess the attitude that they promote I mean it's it's it is silly it is, is it doesn't make I guess it makes sense it's like people people are eager to like um, express themselves and people can express themselves through what other people are doing mm -hmm. like they don't need to actually do anything they can just express themselves through like Oh, I'm, I'm wearing a Duncan Trussell t-shirt because, like, I love his podcast. I love, yeah. like, his attitude. I love, like, the vibe that this represents. And if someone else recognizes, like, yeah. oh, he's wearing a, a Trussell t-shirt, I'm a huge fan. Like, you yeah, that's want true. to talk to other fans. That's so it's true. almost like putting out your... It's like your, your yeah. gang symbol. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what I'm all about, you know? Like, this, this, this thing on my chest, like, if you see me out in the club or whatever... And you're into it, you can come and, and we'll be down. 
that's yeah. Yo, the fashion in hip hop is about respect. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. It's about respect. Yeah. Looking good. Looking good. Fly. So it all all of those things begin with people who yeah. have some kind of idea or vision. Do you get tired of hearing like there's one part of me who loves hearing about brands and then there's one part of me that hates hearing about brands. Well, it's you need to not love it or hate it. It just is. I mean, what do you hate about it? No, like when people are talk about like the culture behind talking about brands. Well, you're I would say like 100% of your job is to promote brands. That's what your oh, job is. No. Unfortunately, I hate to well, break it to you. It's going to drive my car off a bridge on the way home. That's what you do. <laughs> That's You're selling your services to promote brands. <laughs> I know. That, yeah. I, that Bill Hicks thing I think about all the time. The is that what thing. you do too then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I apply to that joke. The Bill Hicks bit where he's yeah, like, I should okay, so if you're in marketing, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Yeah, there's no other way to like. I gotta make cheddar somehow. Yeah, you gotta no. make cheddar. So the thing is, <laughs> are you gonna promote other people's shit? Or are you gonna promote your own shit? That's the kid? only way. Yeah. Okay, so now we're back to the big question. <laughs> so is that what I we're still, is that I, what we're doing? Is that what people are doing? Is just promoting? In a way, people are promoting their own brands. I, yeah, and I've been trying to differentiate between. Yeah. You're right, I guess, so there's two questions here. No, maybe there's just one question that I was telling you upstairs. It's like how there's artists that are real who like would never want to think of themselves as salesmen, but are, well, that idea of like an artist making stuff and not sharing it with people, should, should every artist, quote unquote, then, is every person who creates stuff a brand? And are they technically salespeople? Where's the line on that then? They're like a possible, a potential brand. Like Vincent Van Gogh, that's a, it, I mean, yeah, it's a brand. Like uh, William Shakespeare is a brand. It's, a, it's a name and, and, and you relate a, like a certain... How do you feel about that? Like that, the romanticizing about like... Uh, Oh man, how do I even word this? The it's too big of a question. I know the the word is lame. The word, like, okay, so I can such a weird question that I'm trying to think of. So I can make pictures of my art and sell it like at the farmer's market in Kamloops or whatever. Yeah. But I don't, but then there's some stuff that I make that I really want to share with people. I don't really care about monetizing it or anything. Yeah. How do I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like, we live in a time where we should be sharing openly stuff that we make, whether people like it or not, it should just be, or should we not be sharing stuff? And then there's that idea of like... What is your intent when you're sharing? What? This is the overreaching question of the podcast. Yeah. What? What's like, the point of sharing? 
Yeah, there exactly. is a point. There's a there. It, it, what we're doing in in a big picture, as humans, and what we're doing in this life is just trying to like create new ideas, and create push push progression and push our data bank of like art and books and videos and potential. Like we're trying to push human kind in the right direction. We're walking a very fine line right now though. We're it's it's we're at an interesting point where we're gonna like things are gonna change super like technology's gonna get to a point where, where life is just infathomable, like abundance for everybody. I, or we're gonna die. I cause this is this is a bizarre thought. This may have been what I was trying to do with that question. I think art is just art, quote unquote. Art, quote unquote, and art with no quotes around it. I think it's something that we just need to do is make stuff. And that That's art. And and the sooner we can get over that and know that it's not really anything too special, but share it and be excited about it without worrying about the monetizing stuff around it, we could get a lot of work done in other areas. A lot quicker if that it's really hard to articulate that I swear the internet is designed for us to get over ourselves no I think you just said it I think there's a there's a huge tug of war between just trying to make just trying to go in an honest direction and make things that you are making out of pure intent or trying to make a living out of it and those can meld into one but I think trying to trying to make money is something that limits people's creativity. Yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. because they're trying to please people, they're trying to like make a really good. We're gonna make a really good video. Yeah. What does that? They're not exactly. They're not trying to. They're not trying to step out of that and say, okay, what am I actually trying to do? What kind of video am I making? Why am I making this video? What, what 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 type of video do I want to make? They're just I want to make a really good video, and that's and what they're just trying to market or like make a living out of it or make some cash, yeah, or get famous. That doesn't exist anymore either. Well, it exists, but it exists for everyone, so it doesn't exist. They're getting famous. Yeah, it's like if everyone has a million dollars, ever nobody's rich. That's everyone, thing. everyone, well. There's still fame. There's yeah, global there fame. There is. Not but, more. but fame means a hell of a lot less than it did in like before the internet. And that's a good thing. That means people are getting smarter. Being Led Zeppelin? Yeah. They were <laughs> God. They being the Beatles. Being Jim Morrison. That doesn't exist anymore because people are smart enough to know yeah. that the, the rock stars, they're just people. Yeah. And that's a, that is a good thing. That's hinting at like, okay, oh, people are we're getting, getting smarter. And, oh, and we're getting closer to demystifying a bunch more of that shit, which I hope. I hope. A lot of things, yeah. Demystifying, perfect, yeah. I, I was off. I took a break from Twitter and from podcasting for, I think it was almost a month, to just editing the video. Like, when you can feel it bubbling, like, the goal was to finish the video before... I left for Mexico or whatever. Or when do you leave for Mexico? Uh, October 31st. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
And I thought it would be done like kind of after that or before I went would have been after you left, but I could feel it bubbling and I just had to get it done and out of the way. Yeah. And taking that break, I still, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but like Twitter completely on the fence. One side of me thinks it's just another distraction and I could get more shit done where instead of like writing down those little things in the moment, if I came up with bigger ideas, a cluster of ideas that I could put into something bigger, whether it be like an article with pictures or something and then put it on the site, there might be more value in that. And then the other side of me is like, that's just the old man in you talking, starting to come out and that everybody's going to be using Twitter and that not everybody, but if you don't start using that now, you're going to be behind on the next thing. So I don't know. Well, it, it, like it, it's, cause this shit's becoming us. Like this is becoming part of us. So yeah, and it, but it but it doesn't have to. You can make your own decisions with it. And the the fucked up thing about them is they are such powerful tools. Yeah. All these things, but they are such huge distractions, and they can really fuck up your your creativity. And they can yeah. fuck up like you. They can put you in. They can. It, you're being influenced by everything that you see, and influence can be good. But then influence can also muddle your own. Your you can be fucking up your own vision. Oh, I'm so bad with Facebook. I love being a little shit with Facebook. It's such a great way to get through the workday sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. If I was outside, yeah, like I'm, maybe doing some other shit, but yeah, I'm so addicted to fucking Facebook. I'm addicted to the internet. It's it's horrible. It's, it is bad. And I can't even take a break from it because like that's, that's my job. Yeah, me too. So I, like. Yeah, I, I could take a break from Facebook, Twitter. I should. I really should. It's hard to go cold turkey on that shit. Just to, it's almost like a form of, of meditation is like just cutting that out because it's it's just take one th- one less thing that you're taking in. But it, no, there's a lot of good that can be that can come of those tools. They're tools. That's all they are. Here's but they're the thing just that I way think. too much fun. It's like the same tool that you use to create that could potentially create something awesome or p- could potentially like teach you so much is the same tool that you just endlessly scroll a news feed or look up porn or whatever. You know who's the furthest ahead of the game because how I talk about the individual as a brand, like the individual person as a brand, quote unquote, or that's like your company or whatever. And, yeah. that, and that I've talked about this before on the podcast I've tried to bring it up at work no one believes me it's it's going to be quantity over quality and from a video production company perspective it's going to be pretty good quality at a high volume being able to produce lots of videos high volume very quickly at a pretty good quality that's like the future and I can riffraff is so far ahead of like using all this shit to his advantage I don't even know how many music videos he has up I swear he has like a hundred or two hundred music yeah. he just produces a shitload of music videos apparently his Vine I don't know on Vine apparently his Vine is amazing his Twitter is really good like across his YouTube or whatever each of those videos has like millions of views he just constantly puts shit out and uh, the his his actual like the stuff that he raps about is it's further than the speed of thinking sometimes that he's just spewing out 
he somehow was like some weird fucking alien that represents like the speed of technology and how quick things go and that's why I am hooked on Facebook and Twitter and stuff but I haven't I haven't given myself completely to it but I feel like from a creative perspective Riff Raff like he has it down but you have to you have to be that yeah and that's where I'm apprehensive but it would be so fun especially from a rollerblading perspective if to just go 100% on like whether people hated or loved what you produced just producing lots of it yeah at the speed of what you're thinking because it's so easy to make videos and tweets and things it's so fucking easy to upload shit and edit shit you don't even have to capture tapes anymore with new cameras you just put the shit in the computer you can upload it straight to YouTube or Vimeo from your program and that's like that's the future in my opinion I don't care if something's been worked on for two years or three years because it's gonna be good when I enjoy it but I'm gonna forget about it and everyone else is gonna forget about it and go on to the next thing yeah so it's like and people do disagree with this, but I do think it's going to be quantity over quality. And it could go back the other well, way. Yeah, it depends. Like, yeah. I, I really do think, and it's... But it also does require quality. You have to be hooked on, like, Riff Raff is a charismatic Nikki Adams, character. the Nikki Adams video, was that good quality? Yes, it was. That was good quality, just because... You know, from a film... I thought you were talking not, about from a okay, film Okay, yeah, not from... A, from a film perspective, who the fuck cares? Nardwar videos, it's not like yeah. it's one camera. His what he brings to the interview is amazing. I think yeah. he, might, he might do two cameras sometimes, but it's just like the camera moves back and forth and he has his questions written down. And he's someone who's flourished too in like before he had to like send his shit to much music and wait for it to get aired. And now he's finding like the biggest audience he's ever found. And it's it's about now it's like for him, it's like, well, how many videos can I produce now? And he yeah. does a really good, he has the band that he promotes and everything, but from like quality perspective, there's not a lot of editing that it takes for those videos. He has like this little do 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 at the start and the end, and it's one piece of footage. But the quality, yeah, the quality is amazing yeah. from a content perspective. So it's like idea. Yeah. He, so it's like, it's the individual again and the ideas that he brings. And it's like, I'm surprised, this is a rant, definitely. I'm surprised that why is like it's so weird that it's like Alex Roscoe and some of these people like that there should be like this emergence of making shit all the time yeah for people to watch yeah it's interesting that there's who who is the most prolific role player in terms of video content half he started to until he got busy with Nitro Circus with those Blade games and stuff he was like he was beginning to like yeah see sort of. the, yeah 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 he was moving in that direction yeah. but v- like barely scratching the surface like is there any role butter who puts out like uh, daily or weekly or monthly or... Erod's pretty good he's pretty prolific Eric Rodriguez is pretty good at like visibility constantly putting out stuff and constantly like just trying different like he is he putting stuff? out lots of edits yeah like he puts of himself. Uh, no, like, uh, other people. as an editor in a filmer, he puts out a lot of shit. Right. But, like, as a role butter, who would oh, you say um, is the most prolific? It's just weird that 
there's people who fucking skate for a living. You would think like, why isn't there a pro rollerblader? This is why I don't get daily shit. The ski film idea. Like you don't have to fly a helicopter over a mountain. Well, okay. Here's the thing. There's a there's a common. I think the answer lies in a combination of both, short, unedited pieces, and then more crafted, more time put into some kind of idea that's maybe a, a longer video. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. There should be everything. Yeah. Like, like everything. <laughs> but okay, yeah. There needs to be okay. I don't know. But if someone put out a if someone put out a a, a, a like a, a trick a day. That's that's fine. That would be all right. That'd be pretty cool. But how could it? That would it would be pretty. No, you're locked boring. into a strange you're lo- form. Exactly, you're locked into. No, you don't need to do that though. Like. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> it's like filming yourself talking to the camera. It's doing a stupid drawing, and posting it. It's like. I don't know, filming a video about how you set up your skates or like, I don't know. Whatever Montre does this every just day, like, like Montre could do it. He could totally do it. And just and put a camera on him and put something up every day. And the thing is, this is the most difficult part is it's not about, it's not like, and you don't have to, you know, they say that stupid be yourself thing. It would be like, the more honest and uncomfortable and, uh, What's that word? Another word for honest. Uh, where you... Unblanketed? <laughs> Naked. Naked. No, uh, it's close to that, though. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. There you That's go. the word. That's, I think, also the future. That is the... That's the problem with role-biting, is that role-biters are... They're... they're they can't be uncomfortable. They can't be vulnerable. They can't do that. In general. It's in general more people. uncomfortable watching... Not just roll about it, but it's more uncomfortable watching people try not to be uncomfortable. If that makes any sense. Like, uh, from an editing perspective all the time, there's like, there's like this part where you're talking to the person that you're about to interview, right? And they don't know the camera is recording probably and they're just talking to you and they're really relaxed or whatever and then there's this weird part that and this is always the part that we have to use where it's like okay so tell us blah 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 and then it's like gets really stilted and the eyes go a certain way and it would be like even if I was allowed from a professional perspective to just include the cameraman talking from behind the camera for a little bit the interview would be way more fucking interesting because you'd be just listening to the person talking normally at first. Right. And then it would go into the stilted thing. There you go. And this is like, we're stuck. We're so stuck in this. And I had a bunch of conversations about this today. It's like, I swear, we're just stuck in all these old structures and people think they need to act this way or be this way on camera or whatever. I, I, that, yeah, yeah. It's that idea of being professional I don't know and in 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 something so silly as rollerblading that one's weird you would think no that, that one's even weirder you would think that people would be total like total not give a fuck yeah total not give a fuck yeah people give 
many fucks in rollerblading. People give, people do not take this shit lightly. This is not a joke. Blading is no joke. Listen, Todd, when I'm on my deathbed, I want people to look back on all the sections that I made and I want them to know that I put 100% effort, spot selection, trick selection, filming, music selection. I want these to be solid sections that I can take to my deathbed. You know, like when I'm 80 or 90, I want to be able to look back at those five sections that I made, that I spent 90 years of my life on. You know, I just really want those to reach a lot of people. I want them to be professional. I want them to show skating how it's supposed to be shown to the 10 or 20,000 people who <laughs> watch those five sections. Right, that was obviously sarcasm. So what... Oh, you didn't know I was... <laughs> yeah. No, did you? What... So then... What are you trying to do, like, when you make a video? What is your intent? I'm following this weird thing that, uh... Uh, I, I told when I was drinking with Dan and Rand the other night I told them the story about when I when I phoned you and Carly you thought I was on acid and I wasn't just weird things like that that uh, well, I don't know just a strong magnet feeling of wanting to still make stuff like obsessive to the point that Lacey knows that if I'm going to be editing like a rollerblading related thing, this uh, obsessive nature comes over that I'm not going to do anything else until the shit's done or if I'm stuck on an idea, I have if to do it. it's all you want to do. Yeah. So that, whatever the hell that is. And, I'm, and it's weird because it's latched on to skating, right? It could latch on to somewhere else, like how I always say and there's no pressure in my mind. Like when I was in high school, it was just like, oh, you know, uh, we'll see you in Hollywood or at the Academy Awards. Or like <laughs> yeah. me being like, yeah, I'm gonna make a movie by the time I'm 21 or whatever. And then I realized like, oh fuck, as long as I stay alive, like I could make my first movie when I was like 60 and it'd be really fucking interesting. If I'm not done with skate videos yet, it's, I'm not done with them. Yeah. It's just that feeling of like not being done with it. Right. And then. The thing that I was talking about earlier, it could not even be the skating that I'm hooked on. It could be, like, how I said it's a weird mix of, like, movement and athletics and we're, we're into sports and drama and performance and all that. It's a weird mix of a bunch of things that I really like. Who knows, there could be something that is even closer to what I like about skating. I don't know that for sure, but it's weird. And then... And then once I had that cult realization, it gets even weirder. But I knew before I thought about the cult thing that, um, what was I going to say? Before the cult thing, I knew I always loved the idea of like kind of making fun, not making fun of skating, but like having that not taking yourself seriously through skating and like mocking it and having fun with it, but still doing impressive things and being good at skating. There was a lot of power to that that we did mock like the whole culture around skating yeah and here's one more thing that I've been thinking about lately did you when when Kevin Dowling brought up that thing like you would pretend that you liked 
you would try and convince yourself that you like someone's music because you were working with them. Yeah. <laughs> I had a realization the other day, like, I had tried to convince myself that I liked skate videos and magazines. I knew a lot of it was shit. Like, a large percentage of... There was, like, the heyday and stuff that was really good. There was stuff that had lasting impact. But, like, percentage-wise, there was a m- huge percentage of videos that I bought, magazines, products. Like, I supported fucking bullshit and tried to convince myself that I was into it right. like when you get into your mid 20s and late 20s and you're just you're watching this garbage like you're buying a DVD and you you know you're not into it you're trying to be as nice as possible and it's like and it's and it's not because I don't like skating that's the thing and then it gets even more frustrating because I really love skating and then I would like end up defending it and then I'd get it's because I grew up with it and I didn't break out of it but I still want to be involved in it and then that's where it's really confusing so there's another rant for you because you see it's potential yeah and I don't know yeah I don't know yeah of course potential but it could be that like who knows I might not be done with making skate videos and doing podcasts and stuff like I might you never know like I could do this until I die and then it could be the most primitive form of something and then the world still goes on and then it's like 50 years later it's like some form of skating is like a really big renowned activity and then they would look back and be like holy fuck I can't believe they skated on those pieces of shit for all that time I think about it that way too that's a really weird idea that like we're in such an early time of skating like so early yeah that we can't even bother thinking about it in the far future because we're doing the most primitive well that's what yeah that's what everyone needs to remind themselves is that this really is there is no end goal this is we are just we're the we're the babies of rolling like it's just started and uh to try to any attempt to define it as like and, and and define standard tricks it's stupid and 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 it's limiting the potential like evolution of it like it's so important to mock it because basically when you mock it all you you're not mocking rolling you're just mocking people's like perception of role yeah. playing and by mocking it you're actually throwing out new ideas yeah um, when that, you're when you're just like fucking around it's like you're creating novelty that may or may not stick but yeah. at least it's like at least it's fucking with people's perception of what role playing can be yeah like if you make something that pisses people off like and it makes them embarrassed to watch or it makes them feel <laughs> uncomfortable you've done something that is like changing their outlook and yeah. robot needs that so bad right now our operating system is so fucking out of date it needs a huge cultural reset yeah. like everyone needs to just if we could take a pill and forget our past that would be the best thing that we could do yeah there's a what made you oh there's two points here what made you think of wanting to film a skate video with no fisheye just uh just because it would be a way to go in a different direction, okay. that's yeah, all. That's yeah, cool. and um, actually, 
a, a lady that I work with right now is pregnant. Yeah. And she watched like the garage or the skate box edit that yeah. we just did. And it made her and, sick. And it made her nauseous. And I was thinking like, okay, like I love fisheye. I'm like the, I'm the guilty. I'm so guilty. Yeah, you even like, defend when I, I want ever, I want ever, I want, how many times do I say, yeah, film me with long shot. And you Never. Know, I was thinking about that. And I, I, and I think in a way that's kind of a blanket. I'm, I say that because yeah. I do like the lens, Yeah. but it, I was thinking about, it, I'm like, you know, it would be more honest and revealing if yeah. it was long shot. What about like long shot? Yeah. <laughs> well, long shot or long shot. Like, like a ski movie or a, or an extreme sports video where the people on the screen are really tiny. You can still see and it wouldn't be about, it couldn't be a full length yeah, video. That. It wouldn't be a full length video. Right, right. It yeah, would be yeah, more about be the long movements and things. It would have to make you think about what you were doing, less about tricks. You Right. If you were, not a bird's eye view, but like a across the street type view where you'd be smaller on the screen, it would yeah. make you think about skating a lot different. Because totally, yeah, that would be interesting. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, that would be very interesting. And then there was one other point that I was thinking out there. You were talking about making fun of skating. Oh yeah, that that one's a really interesting one. For the longest time, like you've been with me before, where like I fucking I still like get mad when there's judgment at skate park, and I get com like I'll get in a confrontation at a spot once in a while. Like I'll have to go up to the people because I get so emotional. Yeah. About it, and I know sometimes it's the wrong way to go about the situation, and I know that that reaction comes from me thinking that uh, what I'm trying to do can be compared to the activity when it can't, if that makes any sense. Like, I know that when I'm at a skate park, that as a person with rollerblades, what I'm trying to do, me specifically, what I'm trying to do and with filming and everything, is so far away from how most people use the skate park and see the skate park. So of course it's gonna seem bizarre. And then that's where I start asking myself all these questions. It's like, what I'm trying to do and what I wanna do with skating in videos, it's so weird sometimes that it's like, it's still not even defined and that's why it's, I'm still hooked on it. And that whole idea of like, it's a skateboard park and BMX bikes can use it or whatever. But if I got to design something that we could film at all the time. It might not look like a skate park, you know? And then so, what am I trying to do? I don't really know yet, but I'm still like doing it. I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yes, like, that's like the most, if you knew exactly what you were trying to do, you probably would have done it already and then you wouldn't have any drive. I know, it's like, it. you it's, would think. It's exciting that it's, it's mysterious, but it's also, it can, it can also feel so fucking lame and weird not not knowing exactly what you're trying to do yeah or not like not not knowing exactly how you fit into it like no that's a good thing I think right yeah and no it's frustrating though sometimes because you revert to old patterns and things and that's where you sit the operating system comes in yeah cause 
the withdrawal period was so funny when Leon just talked so casually about it. I was like, even just going to like the first time you go to the Mac Island skate park with uh, with Sebas, and you're like, oh man, I wish I had like, I would think to myself like, I wish I had my rims, and then I knew I could do like my little fucking routine that I do. Like I've done the same shit at that park for the longest time, but it feels good and it's easy to do. And, and it's you like get a nice little charge. Easy reward. Yeah. 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 It makes you feel good reward. about yourself. But then when you go in the sevas, you have to like think of it completely different. Yeah. And you think that you can't skate in those skates or whatever. That withdrawal period was so bizarre. But that was the healthiest thing. It's a great reset. It's yeah. a great like just really forces you to think about things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think and that that's almost why I suggested like do, do a whole video a long shot. Oh, and did you get, I texted you, I was like, why do you think that the greatest day at the skate park turned out so good? Yeah. And I posted that one, like, I forgot the fisheye that day. Yeah. And we were like, should I go back and get it? And it's like, no. Nah. And then that edit turned out so good because we didn't have the fisheye. Yeah. And that was an accident. That edit would have had a lot of fisheye in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll, like, really... I don't even help know. help just help think about what we're filming in a, in a different way. I think I I really like the, the, like there's a certain uh, like the traveling lens shots some of them that were in big wheels like really helped that give that video a certain feeling. Yeah. Um, oh, and we knew that too. Yeah. We didn't know that right at the start. Only part way through. I saw that video way different when we started filming for it. And then I just had to... And then it turned out to be better and completely different than I thought it was going to be. But you're talking about like fisheye traveling yeah. shots, right? Yeah. Even it like, had to be that way. Yeah, the traveling shots and just like the, the movement of the camera maneuvering th- like through tight spaces and things oh, yeah, like did that. Did you read... There was a couple people who wanted to like see the spots a little bit more. I think so. Yeah. I want like we didn't have the budget for this, but there could have been a whole video of the film like That's where the camera there we yeah still see that this is another thing about why I'm hooked on this shit is by simplifying just focusing on rollerblading videos. It's not really about the tricks or anything like that. Just with within the structure of wheels on feet, you can experiment like infinitely with types of videos you can make. Because yeah. you could make an integrate silence, three hour camera setup, no music, just experiencing people doing routines and it wouldn't be about the tricks. It would just film an entire segment of time. Yeah. Would you but say it's like there's so many things Would you say do. that's a reason why you're really frustrated with skating? Because like how amazing like how amazing would it be if everyone was experimenting with trying to bring something new to the table trying to like go in a strange direction for the amount of content that's put up in rollerblading there should be more stuff that's like hey you gotta see this video like someone filmed like that's what that's why I'm saying quantity over quality because there's gonna be those ones that stick yeah gotta make lots of shit Totally, yeah. We even made, like, like, the idea of making Wacky Mode was meant for the skates that we're in now. But it's funnier that we made them 
that we made that video in those skates because it's yeah. that much funnier and more awkward. People hate on that video so much, but I would love to watch a video of someone else if they followed that same formula. Yeah. And that's like, talk about intent, it's like, it, <laughs> I, w I want people to like, co in a way, copy a lot of the stuff that we do. It never happens though. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like yeah, we'll, we'll do this and then there'll be, and there was, there's been like a few kind of copycat stuff, yeah. but I want to see a wacky mode. There was a while where we just, well, like just, we just wanted Brian Shima to make all of like, cause I always joke about like how I'm not good at skating, but if Brian Shima was in the videos, yeah. And it was or like if a Brian Shima wacky mode. If really good, yeah, if really good. Brian Shima wacky mode. How <laughs> sick would that be? Because if really good skaters yeah. basically copied us yeah. but and did it way better. That's. Then it'd be like, oh, we don't Dark. have to fucking make this shit anymore. I got I to break it to you. Nobody's going to copy. Fuck. <laughs> Imagine, oh, it would be so sick to see a whole uh, Shima section on big wheels. Yeah. How? Well, that'd be so sick. You gotta go through the withdrawal, withdrawal period. Not only yeah, that, and but if, if you own an aggressive boot company, period, then uh, you can't do that. Uh, the industry branding holding us back. Todd. We need to break Todd. free of our cultural shackles. Here's another Joey. one. Here's another one. Is there actually an industry? Well, yeah, there's products that people buy. We buy skates. That's an industry. There is though. What do you mean? Yeah, there's shops, there's stores, How there's many warehouses. Stores? How many? There's five in Canada, or four, three in Canada. Yeah, no, more just. I mean, there's not for trick, trick yeah. skates though, like a trick skate industry. Of I course. Think, I think there's a rollerblading industry, but I think like an aggressive skate industry. It's funny that we think that there's two different things. I think the sooner we can start to think about rollerblading industry has all rollerblading related products that would be a lot easier well because is, there is yeah, yeah there because is a rollerblading industry and then a, the aggressive industry is a niche within the rollerblading industry see. and it's a niche it's funny because it's a niche that like thinks that other rollerblading companies that don't produce aggressive products they're not rollerblading yeah this is what but I'm there are niche about. within yeah there's a separation but yeah there's an industry that See, if that didn't exist, then Shima would be able to make a Big Wheels video. If that uh, need to separate ourselves didn't exist, or that the shame of what we actually are didn't exist, why can't Volo make like a, a, a recreational skate? Okay, and because John Julio didn't skate 20 years to put on well, power blades. And fine, okay, so if John Julio doesn't want to put, put on power blades or whatever, <laughs> why can't he be more public and honest about why? Why can't he speak in a video or, do you know what I mean? I guess he wants his brand and his whatever to do the talking. This is kind of relates to my point. It's like, it would be so awesome if he was outspoken about that. And you actually got to hear from the Volo president perspective why he doesn't want to support that or why he doesn't want to do it. It could be amazing what he says. 
it, isn't that frustrating? How, why don't why doesn't a company do a, a like a weekly podcast where they have members of their I'm team sit talking, at a fucking desk and talk? I was talking about that shit too. I, I was talking about you that. You want at work. people to know your team writers. You want to put out interesting content. It's because of that that dumb professional thing that I, that, that where I was talking about before the camera, before the person knows the camera is recorded and you're talking normally. There's a separation and there shouldn't be. And that's why this stuff is fun too. I was thinking about that. Like, why isn't there like a Kamloops business podcast where you like get to know business owners in Kamloops and they don't talk professionally, but they still represent their business and you get to know them more as people? Because like they would be too, con- well, most of them would be too concerned about their reputation and it would be the most boring thing okay. ever. But people can't. The year is twenty thirteen. People can be themselves a little bit more, not a lot. Just a little bit. In fucking rollerblading. Yeah. Okay, Joey. People put on blades, and (laughs) and, and they skate for they. That's their job. Okay. Yeah. Why can't these people cuss and maybe say um and like a little bit, and. Not a single one. That'll be a step in the right direction when that happens. Yeah. That'll be a... Yeah? Why not? That's a really and, good and, and, question. And not even... Not only would it be entertaining and, and a great marketing tool, you know what? It would be a great exercise for your team members. <laughs> in honesty and communication... You want yeah. your team members to be articulate, well-spoken, have interesting ideas. A podcast is a perfect forum to train in all these areas. And do you, do you have a comment or want to contact us? <laughs> Check out our website, follow-brand.com, where you can find updates. And you can promote specials. You can promote certain products that you're creating. Hey, listeners, this... Um, you might want to be aware that we're we're releasing our new um, EB, which is an acronym for Alex Broskow Pro Skate. And here we're sitting with Alex Broskow. Uh, let's talk about the skate, Alex, or or you know what's going on in your life. How's what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's got to be it's got to be condensed into two minutes. Do you have a question or comment? Hit us up at, at cleancolorway at followbrand.com. Was that a thing? At clean color No, I was thinking something <laughs> clever to say. <laughs> clean colorway. Oh. Uh, pee? I gotta pee. You gotta pee. Do you wanna talk or we pause? We can take a break. Yeah. We'll come back. So, just as we turned the microphone off, I was saying that if we bring up the same topics a lot we're frustrated about the same issues and uh it's pretty much the same conversation we have every yeah. fucking podcast yeah right? pretty Jesus. much and uh we try and make videos that maybe express frust- express things more than a podcast could and we always think things are going to change but they never do and then we talk about it again and then we make another video (laughs) how long will it go on and so there's a version of it you could just 
cut together like us having a conversation and then a little part of a video and then us having the same conversation and a little part of the video and it would just be like a black hole into time where we'd just be in our own fucking echo chamber pretty much yeah maybe maybe we're the problem (laughs) some people have stated that actually yeah I mean it's a possibility yeah and if we are I'm sorry hey but in a story there needs to be a problem right yeah if everything was just perfect exactly there needs to be forces of yeah opposition yeah for you to grow like perfect so if we can be that force where robiters need to fight against us at least we'll be helping by giving them an obstacle to better themselves with (laughs) yeah we're gonna uh yeah spend another year on another video we're gonna record a bunch of podcasts in the meantime about the uh the same topics and issues that we've been talking about for a long time yeah there might be moments, no, probably just like the same. No, things. we talk about different things. So when we talk about rollerblading, we talk about the same things. Maybe we, we, maybe we need to talk about rollerblading less. Yeah. Because, so. because, because really, it's simple. We could sum up. Okay, we could sum it up in like. Uh, a three-hour conversation, and we've already talked about. Can you sum? It I thought you were going to sum like it up in like a sentence or fifty something. hours talking about it. Really, there's nothing left to talk about. We've expressed our our opinions about that. So, um, I want. Uh, but you did do a true rough macchio on the box. I did. Yeah. There actually there was a. I think there was some current concerns about the length of our grinds. Not long and uh, I also received an email on uh, through mush- mushroomblading.com uh, somewhere from Boston or something like that okay yeah. try harder bros try was it B-R-O-S yeah try harder bros and I wasn't sure if that was from the new video or the box edit so you know it's equally frustrating we're we, I think we are equally the problem um, whether we are choosing no longer to uh, to make uh, videos with aggressive skates and then but also we'll make a video with aggressive skates I think both of those things are a problem I think both okay I, I have to go back to the try harder bros is he is he is it sarcastic like we're trying really hard so you should try harder or is it like we're not putting in enough effort into what we're doing so hey guys I think you should try it a little bit harder no I think it's uh, we believe in ourselves and our our shitty things that we do so much that it comes off as contrived because we believe or we do we, try we contrive really so hard. hard yeah <laughs> so he's so he's like fuck like settle down bros like yeah like tr- he's actually he, it's a sarcastic comment he's saying like you shouldn't try so hard it's tough in message because I wonder, like, it's hard to you, you don't know the tone in which it was delivered. So, I think this is someone that maybe if we released a just a couple chill clips at the skate park, nothing too crazy, and then just put like a fun song to it, and just bring out some of the some of the shit that we did twenty years ago, nineteen eighteen. Just bring out some of that. Just a chill session at the skate park, nothing too crazy, and then it'd be like, yeah. This is this is the kind of stuff I like to see. This represents my sport. 
So people don't like it when you try, like they, they appreciate effort, but not, like it's gotta be tight. Here's what I love about skating. Here's what I fucking love. I do, I do, I love that you can do joke tricks. Cause I did, like there was a couple that I did on the box that I really liked. You can do tricks that are jokes that feel really good, that look kind of cool, and they look ridiculous, but they take skill and athleticism. And it's like what I was talking about. It's like it's a mix. You can mix so much emotion, and sometimes yeah, yeah. it really throws people off because, look, yeah, I know it takes a lot of skill or whatever, and it's probably hard to do, but it's not for me. It's like, that's kind of a funny idea, isn't it? Because you could say that about lots of things. Yeah. But specifically <laughs> with skating, you can really, really accentuate the, like, the ambiguity of if, is this person joking or is they're trying, are they trying really hard or do they believe in what they're doing or what the, f like, it's a really funny concept. You know, sometimes our intentions are very unclear. And that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because sometimes it just comes from a feeling when you do a trick. And I like that. So I've, that was me trying to break down the try harder bros. I can see how... Yeah, you, you said it best. We do try really hard. But that's good. That's almost what we're trying to do. Is to We're trying really hard to do really hard good stuff that's really ambiguous and really ridiculous but it's sick like it's funny and it's a joke but it's also sick and stylish like what you're talking like I would describe that as like what I am trying to do with my skating yeah I well and it's it's a huge threat to lots of status quo things is it? Is it? Yeah, I think or it, well, do they do they think it's a threat when actually it's something that would that they should embrace or that like it's like us being not threatened by rec skating but embarrassed of it or, or something when when that's it's, a huge mistake and we should embrace it we should embrace all forms of skating and as a culture we need to embrace I swear new I've, movement I've already experimentation. Said. I swear. Okay, we're going. Oh no! Are you trying? Try harder. Try harder with that. Try harder, bros. I think we're like an elastic band, like, like if we or like the the paddle it's with start, the ball. See, like we can go to different it. places, but then we always come did. back to the paddle. Oh well, you just fucking always. Did. You did exactly the thing. Like it started out as a joke, and then you became very serious and passionate. <laughs> And I'm confused, and everyone else is confused. But was I making a joke when I was being serious and about being passionate about what I'm trying to do with rolling? And then, and when you caught yourself being too serious from going to the joke, you caught yourself, and it turned out to be funny. That Gene Wilder thing that I posted once, where it's like, for something to be funny, it like if something if you try really hard. To not make it funny, that's what makes it that's funny. That's the funniest. And you don't even like, it's not even trying hard. It's just sometimes the really funny shit is not supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's true. The funniest that's shit. Why the funniest shit. Sometimes 
is not funny. The funny like, shit is not funny. You know what we'd just be like watching a rollerblading section? And it would be quiet. And then we would just all start bursting out into laughter. <laughs> and it would be something where the person would try and be... Like, it was something where the person was so fucking serious. Yeah. And there was just like... There's that one thing that tipped it <laughs> over the edge. Whether it was like the shot of them skating towards something. Or like the crazy, huge... Bagging fucking clothes to a hip hop song or whatever. Can you think of any off the top of your head? Like there was some Ian McLeod stuff that was pretty funny. I remember. Do you know a Josh Latona? Josh Latona. Yeah, (laughs) he had some amazing outfits, and this is we're complimenting fucking Josh Latona. Oh, that uh, guy was incredible. Matt Donald, (laughs) the dress shirt. He had. when, when Didn't he get it, like, t-shirts? specifically designed? I don't know if he got it at Pennington's or, or what. But, okay, in the fad of, like, huge t-shirts, Matt Donald had a t-shirt that went, but what, past his knees? Yeah, you can find it, it online. So, what video? You can easily find it. Uh, you just probably look up Matt Donald rollerblading and you'd be able to find it. The, the thing of the big t-shirts... That, that got out of control <laughs> really correctly. <laughs> that got really out of control. Like, did you ever wear, like, a really big t-shirt? No, I was all about, like, it didn't really matter about, like, because there could be smaller shirts. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about, <laughs> like, we talk about pants a lot, but really... Shirts are important. Shirts are important. They are. We may have, I think we talked about them before a little bit, but, like, you could have a shirt that fit smaller and (laughs) (laughs) it was tough to pull off a tight shirt like and be serious like no if it was longer though if it was a little bit longer and that's why those became like popular later in in action sports mostly in skateboarding you would see like it would be like a tighter fitting shirt that would be longer right because this is I've been thinking about this also those pants that (laughs) CJ wears and that you see some people wearing where they're tighter on the bottom but they're like baggy on the top yeah um and that's also why that like under armor that I wore that I've been experimenting with feels really good because you get to have like the baggy short and then something like tighter on the leg yeah there's something that like I skate really good with that there's something about the mix of the tight and with shirts I've had shirts that are like like a tighter fit, but then they're longer. Those yeah. feel really good. There might but then there would be, be like those like extra larges that would be really short and boxy. Oh, all bad. All with like bad. the really fucking thick cotton. <laughs> oh. That like. All bad. It would be like around your neck, especially. It would be like really harsh. There might be something about the the tight pants around the bottom of the because I know Leon was selling uh, for a while like a, a, a tight sock that would go on the lower leg like it would come up like yeah. just below the knee and the idea was like it was oh it the was compression tight socks. And it would compress and I remember skating really good in like a pair of pants that were, were really tight at the bottom yeah and and like comp- like basically compressing my lower leg yeah and that 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 thing it was almost like my legs were strengthened by the compression that's what they say I know Kenny, there was like, when Leon did his video things, Kenny was like going out skating with some of those. Yeah. He, he yeah. would, and then there was also a comment when I was talking about socks, someone spoke highly of compression socks. And I didn't know what those were, because when I first 
you know when you first see like a what you think is a trend like I would see people jogging and doing like uh, CrossFit or whatever with those yeah. socks I thought that it was just like a style thing but then I, I realized that like when you jump up and down sometimes like for cross you know when they like jump up and down on steps when your calf jiggles like it can get tuckered out quicker that's what they say at least right so I don't know well, it makes it's like people there. wear people wear um, like on their knees uh why is the word slipping? Okay. What's okay? okay. The, sorry, the word. The word. What? Uh, we put on a brace. A knee brace. Oh yeah. And a brace basically like compresses the area so yeah. it makes it stronger. Yeah. Compression yeah. helps me. See what we did? Wait, I don't think, I don't know. Have we talked compression on the on the cast? <laughs> no, we haven't. And see what we did there. New topic. See what we did. New topic. We went from something funny into something serious, but it could have actually been really funny that we started talking very seriously about pant and compression socks. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. like that could be funny. As a think of two pe- two grown men who are really into rollerblading talking about <laughs> compression socks. That's, that's kind of funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That is funny. We haven't talked about compression though. But um, some people might not laugh. <laughs> no, and that's good though. That is funny. That's the fact why that people would take that conversation I have seriously or even be angered oh, by it. Oh fuck! That is hilarious. I have a I have a podcast recommendation. If you haven't listened to the Bone Zone, it is exactly what Todd said. It's two guys sitting around and probably a lot of there's. If you were just a casual listener, you would not laugh. It was like the Duncan Trussell did that podcast with uh, Tim. Yeah, or Eric yeah. or it was Tim right or was Tim Heidecker and they were at the zoo when yeah. it was like completely dry humor and nobody breaks character and it's entire fucking podcast done where they might think it's funny but nobody else does yeah. that's what makes it funny I fucking love that shit yeah we have to do more spoof podcasts or more like just like go with some weird idea I can't I just can't help but like even, like, like, even before certain podcasts I'll be like okay I'm not going to take anything seriously this is just going to be like funny podcasts yeah. a lot of humor you can't but then it, I am who I am and then I get passionate about silly things <laughs> there is like Duncan Trussell also did that one podcast with uh, Brendan Walsh and uh, Johnny Pemberton who was called The Craftsman and they were talking like really seriously about the craft of comedy and if the entire podcast was just a joke, a joke, and then the there, he would like, Duncan would retweet, like someone would tweet to Joe Rogan like, "Hey, I like your boy Duncan Trussell usually, but he was really like uh, full of himself on the newest podcast or whatever." Like people actually think that they don't get the dry humor and they take some of the shit really seriously, like uh, when you did the and the jokes on them. Yes, and it's even funnier because, yo, what's up? My name is Todd McInerney. Ran for like, escaped for like, that thing that you do at the start of your park hills. What do you say? It's like, run for fifteen years. And you have like the hat, and you're you're fully in it. And there would be comments where it's like, this guy is good and everything, but he's so cocky. (laughs) And like, it's amazing that you can do that. And again, that brings it back to that point of like, it's so fun 
more than ever how easy it is to do stuff like that with technology. The funny thing, people, do you think people are so afraid of being misinterpreted that they don't express themselves at all, even people, in an honest way? This is the thing, though. People are being misinterpreted all the time when they think they're being themselves, so why not fuck with it anyway? Yeah. Like, you're being misinterpreted all the time. Right. Every, yeah. Even by yourself. Especially by yourself. <laughs> Have you ever, like, considered that idea of, like, living with yourself? Like, we do. Like, I live with myself every day, but, like, actually living in a house with yourself every day? How frustrating that would be? Um, it's just really hard to imagine because, like, I would be doing exactly what no, you're doing your shit would be staggered just a staggered. little bit let's just say like okay. your yeah, moon yeah. cycles and stuff were a little bit different yeah there'd be good parts and there'd be bad parts too like you would you would understand yourself in a really uncomfortable way if that makes any sense in the future it might be possible to really know who you are or to really understand how you impact other people. Who are getting closer, right? I would say that's like a really important aspect of life is knowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just happened again. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What were you, you were uh, you gonna, that's a really important Canada, part bitch. of life. Knowing who you are, is that where you were going with that? Knowing how you impact others. Or oh. knowing how you are affecting reality. Yeah. Or knowing how your actions will impact reality. That's what, like, successful people have figured out, is how <laughs> to act to, to have an impact on reality. So, okay, with that knowledge in mind, we're getting somewhere. With that knowledge in mind, how, how do you want your videos to impact reality? Or is it, does it matter? I think, uh, uh, when you want to say things and they just sound so cheesy, I don't want to feel bad about saying this. But the question was, how do you want to impact reality? Right. Showcase freedom is the cheesy part. But hopefully in a way that... Uh, no. It just feels bad. It just it's feels a, bad a, all around. It's a really bad question in terms of like it's... Reality? Uh, oof. How do you want it to impact the world? <laughs> what kind of impact do you want to have on people? Where do you see yourself in five years? You know what? <laughs> I really do... This kind of shit, like the one-on-one -on -one podcasting, the videos would just always be like a fun hobby thing, but I would love to teach video... like. I think impact on reality would be like your one-on-one -on -one interactions with people more than what you put out or whatever. So I think like 
There is forms of videos like learning how to skate stuff, like trick tips and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Editing tips, but the actual like the video stuff, I don't know. Because I think about that, like I think about stuff that I like that other people make. It is just like a distraction or entertainment or whatever. There's like some that hit deeper that I've seen recently, like there's the the Gumiyagi one that I saw just recently where it's like you'll see a little piece of what you're one what you want to do in that and then that's so I guess that's inspiration but I don't know I think the from the video perspective you might not affect reality that much or maybe you do I don't know yeah well yeah by affecting people you affect reality you can have a positive impact on the sport <laughs> Like if, uh, like if a kid sees like what you're doing and they're excited to, to do what they want to do, right? I keep thinking that's a flask. The hard drive? Do you ever think that that's a flask and get really excited to drink out of it? No. If a kid sees... Okay, when we talk about these kids, who are these kids? <laughs> People always talk... About fucking kids in rollerblading. And there are, there are no kids! <laughs> there aren't. There aren't any fucking kids. I was Why trying to think of like. The kids? I was trying to think about how to joke with the like. Hey man, I, I cornered this kid at the skate park the other day. I got him in a corner and I pulled up my skates. I was like, hey, you wanna try these? And then he said no, and I like. I put him on his skate because you know, of course, every day is. Every day is get someone to blade dates. You know, if we just get. Uh, if I force one kid to try on skates every day, then we'll be able to resurrect the sport. We'll have an industry, and I'll, I'll be able to make four thousand dollars a month with my company that I'm launching, or my T-shirt company. And, and have the respect in my community. <laughs> Think about how scary it would be if, like, if to to like some skateboarder kids at a, a skate park, if you seriously went to the park with rollerblades, and you're like, "Hey, kid, do you want to try these out?" And they're like. No, man. Well, hey, and no, then you just like pin them down no, and man. force them. Hey, no, feet. no, man. Just come watch this section on my phone. Come watch this section. Yeah, do you know who Chris Haffey is? Hey, yeah. You search on Chris Haffey on YouTube. You you'll never want to ride that that piece of wood again. Once you see what people are doing on blades, get someone to blade day. Was that? Every day is get someone to blade day. I don't know. I don't know what that there was. was that, is there, I don't know. There's actually a, it day was a campaign. Get someone to no, blade. No, every day is get someone to blade day. So I would like to know of. Uh, I would be very interested worldwide of the p- people who took part in get someone to blade day. That's every I'd be day. really interesting to see the skates that they convinced someone to put on their feet and told them that skating is really fun. I would like to see what people put on their feet. And I would like to know, did those skates fit those people? Did those people have a fucking terrible experience and it was awkward and embarrassing, but they said like, yeah, it was like pretty fun, yeah. But the skates felt like shit, there were shitty bearings and small wheels, <laughs> and the skates didn't We're talking fit. about the same thing that we've <laughs> talked about. A bunch of times. Yeah, but it's a different story. <laughs> Run on the material. Yeah. On skating. Um, 
one thing that is important to highlight is a lot of people who are still hooked on skating now that are, that are kind of our age, we started not on trick skates. You were kind of a weird I did yeah. thing, but you still but had nice. you still had like I think sixty millimeters flat or whatever. Yep. And like, they were you still got to like learn to roll around on them and stuff. Yeah. It's they funny. weren't completely shitty, and then you moved to Andy Rocker, but a lot of other people started just skating around without really knowing about the... Isn't that interesting that, like, usually people... It's typical for people to advise young people to learn things the same way they did, because it's like, oh, this worked for me, yeah. so you should follow in my footsteps. That's really typical. But in our case, we advise kids to not follow in our footsteps and to jump straight into uh, skating anti-rocker or we don't see anything wrong with that when all of the people who are our age started off riding rec skates or flat rocker it's weird that people are so worried about like how this the sport is portrayed like online media and stuff or whatever but just being a beginner on a pair of skates that might not fit you with like shitty wheels and bearings or whatever it's the that is like an even can... worse representation of the sport than anything you would ever see online like it's the worst some... representation of oneself <laughs> to pull wheels I've brought feet. this up before and it sounds so you're, bad you're to bring it up but it's like cool. that's what that's really what we need to promote as role players is really this anti-cool movement we need to make People oh yeah want to be dorks want to be losers because that is the like if you want to be the dorkiest kid at school show up and it's your first day on that's where right, like, rollerblading could be the kookiest rawest strangest fucking not action sport it's just its own thing don't you think If people just let it be what it is. Yeah, and it could still be impressive. But it's it's funny the like taking it by embracing some of the things that make it awkward, but mixing some of that stuff with with impressive movements or speed or control or whatever, I swear that that's like those original things that people were doing in the nineties that people wanted to get away from. There's just something there that The shameful like, things. The things that we are ashamed of. And it's like when rollerblades first came out, we need to embrace. When rollerblades first came out, and people just fucking let loose with the neon and jumped, fucking action, they did not give a fuck, and they were so sincere when they were doing these things. Yeah, you put these things on, and you become a different person. You become a fucking crazy superhero. That's like, like the like so dorky. Pow. Just get inverted. Yeah, like, oh, that's amazing. Shit. Yeah, just jump in the air, kick. I got blades. Suck what's it. that? What's that famous quote? Where he's like, just pow, get it inverted or whatever. What well, just happened? Just sitting on the no, chair. No, uh, that one. That one's amazing. Action Jackson. Jackson. Like and just, just bam. <laughs> that it's weird that. And I mean, skiing, a lot of other sports had it too, but they, rollerblading was the best for that. Yeah. The full on kook more than anything else because they were attached to your feet. The 90s rollerblading kook. Man, 
This is making me want to watch Hoax 2. Those were oh, some kooky motherfuckers. Hoax 1 and Mad Beef. Some kooky ass. That movie. is blatant. Kooks in Venice. If you ever get to go to Venice, like when I got to film there and actually be in the environment of where like, I got to hear like from Mo that he, he would like skate every day in like the 90s. He would like get paid to skate and do lessons and stuff. And there was just rollerbladers everywhere in Venice Beach. And there was like, kooks doing tricks on inline skates like that original shit yeah it's crazy to think that that time actually existed hoax is even more so like that video was so kooky can you look up um which is the don't don't press it oh shit the dashboard uh like uh kook the definition k-o-o yeah. Because I swear... Oh, okay. Kook? Yeah. A kook. Someone posing very hard as a surfer or skateboarder? Oh, that's porter? perfect already. Someone that goes to every surfing or skateboarding event to hang out, compile pictures, this start is... conversations. What? No, keep going. Keep going. A person regarded as strange, eccentric, or crazy. Don't you think that that's really close to, like... The... Like, role-playing is super kooky, but it tries oh, not very to very kooky. Kook is a show. Yeah. Basically, bladers are kooks disguised as normal. We're kooks. We're, we were the, we're the first uh, definition, though, too, in Urban Dictionary. Go back up to the top. But this one said, of someone posing very hard as a surfer or a skateboarder. That's exactly We're what. both definitions. Not, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Cook is a term most often used by ag oh. locals to describe any surfers that don't live in the shithole little coastal towns. Oh, God. What? No, this is stupid. The, it, There's a lot of comes from surfing, but... Does it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of surfing references. Cook comes from surfing, but the second definition... Dweeb. Like, or... Dork? Dork. Look up what dork. What is a Dork. Someone who sits around writing the 500th definition for a word in the Urban Dictionary as if anyone will ever read them all. Oh man, so there's a little culture within Urban Dictionary? A whale penis is a dork. Someone who does things that are kinda silly and not necessarily cool, but always cute. Ooh! That's good! Cute shit! Yeah, no cute shit. No more cute shit. Joy, we gotta cut out the cute shit for the next video. We're jumping off roofs. We're getting ourselves a pair of SSMs. We're, I'm growing my hair out long. I'm dying it black. Part way there. We're moving to Cali. We're gonna get a shithole apartment, and we're gonna bust our ass like never before to film the greatest blade flick. Hey, the I already world has I ever seen. Posted the press release. I'm surprised. Tight music. Nobody. I thought it was I'm gonna, gonna get some sponsors. Talked about. Don't care, Joey. I'm gonna go talk to Sh- to Shima. Get get me on the team. I'm gonna tell them about my plan. Did you see my press release? I mean, I'll announce it here. Listen, I've been talking to some big names in Canada right now. Oh shit. And we've Good. been working some stuff out. 
uh, we're gonna be we're working on a brand like a big aggressive brand that's gonna launch at the next Bitter Cold Showdown. We're gonna have a booth. Nice, nice. Uh, I heard the next Bitter Cold is gonna be really big too. Like yeah. the trade show is gonna yeah. be massive. Yeah, that's why we wanted to get in on it. Yeah. So we're gonna we're just gonna start with some shirts and things. We'll probably have a TV screen playing Sick. like a little teaser for Sick. the video that we're gonna be making. Sick. Uh, but I've talked to some I'll, big I'll names in Canada. I'll, I'll come out. Are you I'll gonna come out? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. These guys this is are really here. passionate, uh, aggressive brand. Um, I just said that with mushroom blading and with some of the stuff that we've been trying to do, uh, we've lost some loyalty from you know our aggressive skating, like our core audience. So we're gonna, you know, best spot selection, yeah. on point filming, good trick selection. Uh, we're gonna film for a few years. We gotta get some dollies going. I think no, uh, I've, now I've talked I've talked to some level. some really big production heads nice. in nice. the industry and we're gonna put some together. What are those really big cameras? Like we have to get a big like what are the like four by four like or six foot long like a big camera <laughs> on a doll. You just wrecked it. The cameras aren't big. No, really oh, big. Oh like a you there a lot of the cameras are small now. No, Joey, we oh, got like a, a red <laughs> Like a red camera with lots of... Like with handles, and you're looking through it when you're filming? <laughs> it's got to be really big. You made it funnier. Okay, we're going to get a big camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big. Like, you big. can't hold it while you're skating. You have to put it on a dolly if you want movement shots. Yes. But the quality is just, like, so good. That's such a funny idea. The, like, that there's a bunch of things where the tricks have been filmed in, like the most uh, time-consuming, frustrating way possible that doesn't even really do much. I can't, I can't fucking get down with dollies. Like, I people seen... building dollies, don't you realize that you have It's weird on? that dollies are like a, a... Dollies, like, from a cinema perspective, it's like, watch a Stanley Kubrick movie, and, and when there's a fucking long scene happening in a story and a dolly push is happening over a really long period of time. Like, that's a fucking dolly. Where, like, dolly moves down a street following two people talking, and the person stops and walks the other way or whatever, and the dolly... Like, the dollies are there to make you not think about the dolly. Dollies are used in rollerblading to show, hey, we have a fucking dolly. Whereas if the actual use in making movies and films, the dolly is there to be completely invisible and suck you into the story. Yeah. I can't even, I can't do this anymore. That's it. And we probably talked about that before too. Dollies? Have we talked about dollies? I don't know if we talked about dollies. <laughs> but I almost We gotta get some, but anyway, you're gonna get some dollies. We're yeah. gonna get some dolly footage. Yeah, the video is gonna come out probably oh, two or three. Two or three years, because we want we want this to be the best. What I what I said at the press release, and I think what's really important, is we want to show blading, the best it's ever been shown. Yep. Two bladers, four bladers. Four bladers, exactly. No no cute shit. Yeah. And Real I, shit. I mean, taking some serious cuts here. I, uh, my marriage was called off. Um, no nine to five job leaving it. You gotta you gotta follow your yeah. passion. Well, I, I believe in I believe in blading. And it'll and pay I off. know that when this comes out in twenty eighteen, all the the years of my time. You'll be rewarded. Yeah. Big yeah. time. I, I think, like I I was thinking 
the goal was like 15,000 views in 2018, but I don't know, we might get to like 25,000 or something yeah, like that. I, I see. If we don't put the download option on Vimeo, that means people have to come back and watch it on Vimeo, and then yeah. probably our views will get... If we could, I think we should start a Kickstarter, and basically it will be like crowdsourcing um, this movement where if we get enough money, we can delete every other rollerblading video on the internet and just have this one perfect video that shows rollerblading the way we all want it to see, and then everyone will just watch that one video, and there won't be any other bullshit like clouding up our vision. <laughs> gonna be a kool-aid ceremony global yeah i think i'm Mass actually suicide i'm gonna fly out to bitter cold like maybe a couple months early just so i can practice on the course because i really want to win <laughs> i think that like the, the video coming out and me winning bitter cold people would really take notice like oh this brand is legit they got like <laughs> a, a top rider on the team he won Bitter Cold, which is like the most important rollerblading event. Like if you win Bitter Cold, like, like dude won Bitter Cold, you know? You're up there with big names like Brosca and, you know, Haffy. Bailey. Did Haffy, Bailey. Did Haffy ever win a Bitter Cold? I think so, yeah. It was controversial. Well, I, I, either way, some big names <laughs> and respect. And I'll be representing while I do it. It'll be big. <laughs> It'll be really big. I, I don't think I have anything more after that. So check us out at Bitter Cold, uh, twenty fourteen. We're gonna be no. we gonna be out here. <laughs> oh wait, no, we can round it out to two hours, I guess. So <laughs> it's gonna be big. I'm, I'm gonna come up come up with some new T-shirt designs, some new colorways. Some really solid graphics, you know, just really tight, really swaggy, and some top secret products that we can't yet talk about. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, products that innovate. Yeah. Really, some really hot colorways. Yeah. Um, just doing it up right, doing it up proper. Yeah, eventually, you know, we want to make a skate. And uh, the idea is to have the really nice designs and colorways on top of um, a skate that you can already buy in a few different versions from a few different brands. But we just want to do something a little bit different with how we dress up the skate. Yeah. We're really inspired by like sneaker technology and the, the sneaker design. And basically, we, we don't want our skates to look like skates. We want people to look like they're just like walking. So we're thinking like it's really small wheels. But anyway, I've already said too much. I don't want to give everything away, but we got some big plans. 2014, we got a new web. I'm going to be starting a new website. Um, there's going to be daily updates, new content. Um, we're, we're working with clip some of the, clip of the day. We're gonna be working with some big music artists too. That's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. Some cross promotion. Yeah. Some urban artists. Oh yeah, really big. Yeah. Um, cause 
yeah, we're gonna get those connections uh, with with some major labels. We need some work on our improv. Um, we're gonna do some classes. Keeping it going anyway. Oh. We're gonna do some classes. We're gonna educate ourselves. Oh, uh, so we can people people improv. recognize the every people recognize the every day is get someone to play campaign. Yeah. But uh, what we're gonna be doing is every hour. <laughs> That's twenty four times. Get the someone to roll that. So uh, and we're gonna be social ne- social networked out on this one where you know you're gonna have to share you know you share <laughs> you share every hour your story yeah. of picture or whatever of you getting someone to try. Yeah skates or you know a shot of them like you wearing can, a sticker wearing a shirt or whatever of the brand yeah. and uh you're entered into a draw this goes for a year so um you know 24 hours a day 365 days a year and, you know you're entered in quite a few times yeah. for the draw and, and the, the draw gets you uh you know like a pair of skates and some, some tight gear yeah. Maybe a shirt. And, and you don't even have to get someone to actually try skates to be entered in the contest. If you just show someone like a tight edit, then yeah. that counts too because like you promoted your sport. Just to like, you have to film yourself showing, showing them. them. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a video of you showing someone a, a video. It's got to be a good one. Like... Like a, a like a good like Billy O'Neill yeah. section and, uh, or mantra something really tight. It can't be no bullshit. We will be judging uh, how you talk to the person while the edit's on or whatever. Like uh, yeah, like you know things like oh oh check this out check this out right here. And if while you're showing them the video, you're wearing some really tight gear, oh, that that really yeah, helps. I guess you if, because yeah. you're a better ambassador your sport if you look like really crispy like a, a nice new uh, t-shirt with a solid graphic maybe a Volo t-shirt or or like whatever but just looking like really good and if you like have like nice muscles like a nice like nice arms just like just like you look like a tight dude like oh this guy I want to do what this guy does you know if you look good while you're doing it that helps because uh, shots like photos of you being friends with like skateboarders who are respected is really important. That's huge. Yeah, that's really big. Yeah, or like uh, hip hop artists. That that one's big. That too. helps yeah. if you're friends. Like if, yeah, if you're friends with a hip hop artist that's well known. That's good because like you, they're friends with you, so what you do, is being represented yeah. by like by them because they know you and they like you and they're your friend yeah and they know what you do you know eventually uh it's just going to be arts culture skate surf snow lifestyle uh graffiti uh culinary arts yeah coffee even like diner culture um, <laughs> we're thinking about really tapping into the diner culture there's a huge thing where like pretty well dressed people will get together have some coffee and breakfast um, in kind of like a uh, urban environment yeah and we're thinking about getting that one video that we talked about the, the only role video left on the internet will be played on the TVs at the diner 
So all the people that go in, it'll, it'll be like representing role playing. And, and that, that's what we're about. Yeah, that's what we're about and that's what we're coming at you with in 2014. Yeah. Um, Video launch is 2018. Yeah, because like it's going to take, we're, we're, we're putting, we're putting our cards on the table for this one. Yeah. Um, we might die filming for the video. Yeah. But if we do, we know that like someone will take the footage and edit it and when people see, wow, like this person died for role-playing, like that's tight. I think just bit like based on our projections, just I printed we printed two hundred thousand shirts. Yeah. And those should probably clear out I'm probably within the first month. And then Oh yeah, like cash flow after the video comes out. No, that's just that's just before. That's just before. That's the cash flow actually that's gonna get us the dolly. So this is our business plan. Oh, We're nice. revealing our business plan. Oh shit. Yeah. I think uh, I took I, I took a class uh, marketing and awesome to uh, nineteen ninety nine grade eleven. So you know exactly how to market a product. You know we're just taking things that we've learned in the real world and we're taking it and we're applying it to blading and yeah. and the blade industry and we're really approaching this in a in a professional manner and a way that we feel is going to represent our sport in in the most professional way. It just innovate is like that's probably the most important thing at the top like if, if there was a keyword on our business plan like just a title page or whatever it would be innovate and that's like everything that's coming out of our mouth right now I can't do it. <laughs> oh God. just innovate that's what we've been doing with talking with this podcast it's just I'm excited Joey <laughs> this is going to be great I'm stoked. Um, I sold all of my possessions, and I, it's it's winter, so it's really hard for me. Do you mind if I crash your place tonight? Is that cool, or did you sell your place too? Yeah, I'm at my parents again, actually. Do you think they'd let me uh, stay there? Yeah, there's little, probably leftovers. That'd be cool. Oh, nice, nice. What do they have? East Indian food. Oh, nice. Is that what you're yeah, yeah. here tonight? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Have some more of that. Yeah, and uh, innovate. But I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I got. I gotta get. I gotta get better at uh. At my deadpan. Not bad. I held it there for a little bit. <laughs> that went on for like six minutes. About. Did we keep that going? About our plan. Yeah. For 2014, which it's so exciting. For Sorry, I could draw on and on about it. it anything that seems directly making fun of one specific person, that's not the goal. The goal is to make fun of how we think of rollerblading. That's my that's my disclaimer. That's my <laughs> disclaimer. I would any actually, but it, I guess if someone took this really seriously, thinking we were directly making fun of them. That's not the point. Because then we've failed. I often... Do you, do you wonder, like, if pe- certain people listen to this and if they just fucking hate us? 
Because we just mock everything that they're about. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's not specifically that person. I think, if anything, it should, the, it should be the opposite effect. Like, if you can laugh at yourself about the absurdity of anything that you do, it doesn't even have to be skating. This is this stuff's important. That's yeah. why I love Bone Zone's amazing for that. Love that. I don't know. There's probably satire is important, man. You gotta make fun of shit. You gotta mock it. People need to be mocked. Well, like it helps push things forward. It's good for your brain. It's like uh, it's a healthy, intelligent exercise too. Yeah. Don't take it seriously. Poke fun at it. It's all funny. All of it. Blade life. <laughs> yeah. So is that? I guess that's it, folks. That's it. Uh, this is this has been the How to Be Unpopular podcast number one fifty five. Joey Todd, thank you yep. for joining us. Much love. God bless. God speed. Keep it real. Keep it tight. Keep those keep those pants on while you're blading. Don't wear no shorts. Don't bring no bullshit to the table. Cut out the cute shit. Keeping it real, 2014. No back back unities. We out here. No back unities. Grab in, grab out shit. We're going to keep this shit going as long as fiction, 50-50, life plus, mind game. uh, Mind game, bitch. Bring it back. Bring mind game back. All all those things (laughs) are still going to be here after humans are gone. And when we're all dead and gone, what we create here on this earth will mean something. <laughs> and uh, my uh, order from Inri three years ago or four years ago might come to after we're gone. Maybe. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's the point. That would be like the final scene. <laughs> Everyone's dead and gone <laughs> in repackage. Just gets delivered on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs>